The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday presented, of course, by DraftKings. That means that Greg Cosell, the NFL films legend, is in the house. So many things I want to ask him about. Obviously, tonight's game, Packers-Lions, should be a good one. But also, some of these young quarterbacks like C.J. Stroud, I think everybody wants to see what Greg is seeing or hear what Greg is seeing with this Miami Dolphins offense. Should be awesome. I will announce new winners for this week tomorrow. Love, love, love anytime we get winners on the show. And if you're new, what does it mean? Every week, at least I try to, pick out one person who spreads the word via social media about the show by engaging in some way or reposting or whatever either at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod, or maybe you just rate and review the show, or maybe you subscribe to the YouTube. You do something, right? And then the sponsor confirmation email winner, one of the sponsors you hear me talk about on the show, or maybe you just go to RossTucker.com and see the sponsors, use one of their codes, email me, Ross at RossTucker.com. If you do either one of those things, I'm going to send you a signed card or a signed picture or even a signed press pass from one of these games I call, which is always a lot of fun to do. And then the other thing is, which is also pretty awesome, is that if you go to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and subscribe and comment on any video, I pick one of you to get a cameo style shout out video. So I'll do a shout out video for whoever you want me to give the shout out to and email it to you that people really like as well. Lot to get to, primarily because we got Greg in the house. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Greg, let's start with tonight's game. You can always check him out, of course, on social media so you know what he's up to, at Greg Cosell. But we've got the Packers and the Lions. Kind of a juicy, early season, NFC North leader matchup. 
What have you seen from these teams? What are you looking for tonight? Yeah, you know, I've really enjoyed watching Jordan Love through the three games. Um, you know, obviously, he's still a work in progress. That's to be expected, Ross. You know, he's he's not a, a an experienced quarterback, despite being in the league for a number of years. But through these three games, it's clear watching him that he knows what he's looking at. He understood, He understands how to process the routes versus the coverage within the two to three seconds demanded. You know, I, I think people don't realize how hard that is. You know that. You played. You know, and, and for a young quarterback who's not seen a lot, and don't forget, he just played a difficult defense tactically to play against in the Saints and Dennis Allen's defense. That's not an easy defense to play against. Uh, and I've, I, I feel pretty good about what I've seen with Jordan Love on tape. I think there's a lot there to like, and people need to remember He's playing, by the way, behind you know, with receivers who are second-year players and I think three first-year players. So they all have to grow together. And I will say one more thing. I don't know if you've gotten to see much of the Packers, but their two offensive tackles, because Bakhtiari's still out, Rashid Walker, who's in his second year from Penn State, and Zach Tom, a Wake Forest kid, he's playing right tackle. Those two guys played extremely well against the Saints, and, and that is a real positive going forward for the Packers. Wow, yeah, that really is. With Bakhtiari's been out, Elton Jenkins has been out. They've done a nice job developing those guys for sure. That's awesome. Um, anything on the other side with Detroit? Um, you know, Detroit, and we've talked about Detroit, I just really enjoy watching their offense. I think... Jared Goff has such a, a good command of, of what they do. Uh, we've talked about their route concepts and how they create uh, spacing and how they define the throws for Goff, who's an extremely comfortable player right now. Um, so th- that's just another offense that I really enjoy watching. They're, they're kind of a, a, a fun team to watch on a weekly basis because I think they do a lot of good things that you know, you hear the term all the time, quarterback friendly, Ross, and a lot of people don't really describe it. To me, what it means is that your route concepts present clearly defined throws for the quarterback within the timing and structure of the offense. Because that's what you're trying to do. You don't want your quarterback dropping back, hitting his back foot, and have to sit in the pocket and wait to see what's going on. There's not a lot of time. And and certainly Jared Goff's not that kind of quarterback anyway. I was also impressed, Greg, and we'll see how they do tonight, but I was impressed by the Lions defensively slowing down that Falcons rushing attack. They're definitely, definitely better on that side of the ball this year. Yeah, Aaron Glenn's made some changes, and I really like what they've done. I think he's learned, you know, a lot of people forget when when younger coaches become coordinators, they're learning too. Not only are they learning how they want to play, but they have to learn their players. And, you know, Jack Campbell, the rookie from Iowa, he's becoming an important piece in that defense. This is a different defense from a year ago when they were high percentage man-to-man coverage and pretty heavy pressure. And I think Aaron Glenn has learned and evolved, and that's a better defense now. You're 100% right. Speaking of young quarterbacks, you mentioned Jordan Love. Just curious what you're seeing from from C.J. Stroud (laughs) so far, Greg. It seems like he kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah, I, again, you and I both know that there's going to be a game where Stroud throws three picks and looks bad. That's going to happen. You know, it's like Sam Howell last week. You know, these things happen with young quarterbacks. 
But when I watch a quarterback, I try to isolate his traits. There's many reasons why a young quarterback has bad games. We know that. Um, but to me, and, and I kept trying to think about how I wanted to describe it, um, and I'm going to try it this way. There's a mental and physical efficiency to Stroud's game, Ross. He plays with a desirable combination of both pocket patience yet decisiveness. He knows where to go with the football. He sees it pretty well for a young quarterback. He never looks like he's hurried or, or fast in the pocket. And he, he has a sense of, of progressions. And the one, one thing that a lot of people thought he would struggle with, which I don't believe he struggled with through three games, is how he would handle muddied pockets when there were people around him. He's been very poised, very composed. He stayed with his fundamental technique in those muddy, noisy pockets. And and I think through three games, if you're just isolating his play, I think he's played well. You know, um, what makes it even more impressive to me, Greg, is they're down like four starters on the O-line that that are either on IR or haven't played. And it's not like he's throwing the ball – to these stud receivers. Now, look, Tank Dell looks like he's a, a, a good draft pick, and um, Nico Collins is playing well, and they got Robert Woods. But you know, we're not we're not talking about you know the Dolphins receivers or the Eagles no. receivers here. Uh, the combination of the O line and 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 receivers for him to look this good, I think, is highly encouraging. And, and you you can speak to this better than I, but you know that when a quarterback plays in rhythm in structure and gets rid of the football as Stroud does, that that really helps an O-line. That that can camouflage any individual weaknesses that you might have on an O-line because the ball comes out the way it's supposed to. Without question. Uh, arguably, Greg, the game of the week this week is, mm. is a 1 o'clock game. Yeah, I know. It's, it's the Dolphins at the Bills, which is a, a juicy one for a lot of different reasons. Both these teams appear to be on a roll uh, over the last couple of weeks. What are you seeing from these teams? What intrigues you about this matchup? Well, I think what probably most people are thinking about is how do you best approach playing this Dolphins offense? You know, and keep in mind, this is not a, an offense that features multiple personnel packages, Ross. Usually we think of great offense. Boy, they play a lot of personnel. They're all over the place with their formations. But through three games, the Dolphins have had 45 plays out of 11 personnel and 45 plays out of 21 personnel, and that's accounted for more than 90% of their offensive snaps. So they, they are not a multiple personnel package offense. What they do feature is multiple formations, multiple motions, multiple run actions, both with the O-line and the backfield, and a ton of misdirection elements. So when you think about defending them, and obviously Sean McDermott and the Bills have played them, you know, they play them twice a year, and last year they played them three times. So what do you do? And I think, you know, again, it doesn't mean you stop them. You know, we don't, I don't want people to think I'm, what I'm going to suggest means you're going to hold them to 10 points. But you must be able to play with split safety. Your linebackers must be able to play the run. And you must be able to take away those first window throws, and then have a four-man D-line pass rush become a factor. You know, that's what you really need to do. It's really hard to play single high against this team because the bottom line is single high, it's essentially man-to-man on the outside. And and then you really have a tough time with Tyreek Hill. Now, I think one 
thing that the Bills have going for them is you want to have some kind of safety rotation, move them around, show something pre-snap that changes post-snap. And they've got two veteran safeties in Micah Hyde and Poyer who are very, very good working together and have seen a lot in this league. So uh, we'll see how this plays out. But that is the most fascinating unit matchup this week in the NFL, Bills, uh, Bills D, Dolphins O. There's no question, Greg. And when I think about Buffalo, I think about Labatt Blue Lights and all Labatt Blue Lights we used to have up there after practice, after games. Drink some of those bad boys this week with your friends. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What about, Greg, the Ravens and the Browns? Uh, another juicy matchup of teams that are 2-1, and one, teams that are playing uh, you know, at the top of their divisions. I don't know that there's a more improved unit in the league right now, Greg, than the Cleveland defense from last year to this year. Yeah, and you're 100% right, and that's a fun defense to watch. Um, they're really good up front. They move people around. They've got three players in their sub-defense fronts that line up all over. Miles Garrett, who can beat anybody. Um, Z- uh, Smith, Zadarius Smith, who a, was a really good pickup for them because he's the same kind of player in that he can line up on the outside and on the inside. People may remember in Minnesota the previous couple of years, he played inside in their third-down defenses. And now they've got Okoronkwo, who's very much the same kind of player. So they can look for the matchups, and there have been meaningful injuries along the front for the Ravens, and that's it's a little bit of a matchup issue. You know, you could see Lamar Jackson in this game feeling as if when he drops back that that clock is really fast and he's got to take off. And, of course, he can make ridiculously special plays doing that. The Browns will know that, and they'll have a plan for that. Whether it works, that remains to be seen. But one player, I think, who really stands out on that defense for the Browns and the way he's deployed is Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit essentially is a box and a line of scrimmage player. He lines up on the ball quite a bit, particularly on first and second down. And he is a big, big factor in what they do. He's terrific against the run game. And he'll be important in this game because he's obviously a DB. So he's got the speed to run down people. And you need to be able to run down Lamar, obviously. Yeah, it's interesting watching the, the Ravens offense last week. It felt like on that first drive... I was thinking, man, Lamar really looks good in this offense. But then after that, I don't know. It just didn't quite look the same. No. you know. And they still, like when they got to have it, Greg, it feels like it's Lamar's legs. 
Yeah, and, and, you know, I thought it's funny. Gus Bradley, who's been doing this a long time, he's the D.C. for the Colts. He made some adjustments as the game went on, and uh, there was re- really no intermediate or vertical passing game for the Ravens. They had two 20-plus uh, yard completions. 220-yard completions to Likely and Andrews, which was essentially attacking the same area of the Colts' zone in the first half. And then he had no completions of 20-plus yards in the second half or overtime. So their offense was very, very condensed from a passing game perspective. And as you well know, it's really hard to, to win like that in the league. You know, I asked you about Stroud earlier. The Texans host the Steelers. And I guess I'm curious what you've seen from Pickett, who's also still a pretty young player. Yeah, and and Pickett is a young player. And I thought that this week he played his his most consistent game. I thought he settled in a little bit. He's still missing a few throws that he has to make. But I thought in this game he settled in. I thought they helped him very well. Pickett throws the ball well on the move. So they gave him uh, more designed play-action boot plays where you know he got outside the pocket. He's very comfortable uh, throwing the ball on the move, both to his right and his left. Um, obviously, the Friermuth 13-yard t- uh, TD came off boot action. Um, but I thought overall he played with a cleaner, more refined sense of rhythm. The ball came out on time to the right receiver more often. Um, and that's a, to me, that was a, a, a positive step in the right direction for Kenny Pickett. Uh, a guy that didn't take a step in the positive direction, and you referenced earlier, is Sam Howell. Now the Commanders are in Philly to take on the Eagles. Yeah. What are you thinking about that matchup and about Howell? Um, well, here's, you know, I think that the Eagles have the best combination of O-line and D-line in the NFL. And I think when you have that combination, you can be in any game. You can dominate games even if other parts of your team don't play particularly well. And I think when you look at their D-line versus the commander's O-line, um, I, I don't think that's a, a favorable matchup at all for the commander's O-line. And everybody has to try to run the ball against the Eagles. You know this, Ross, because you can't just ask your quarterback, certainly not Sam Howell, to drop back 40, 45 times by choice. So you need to try to run the football to some degree. The Bucks tried that a week ago on Monday night. It really was not that successful, and we saw that they only were able to put one touchdown on the board. So this is a real challenge for the commander's offense and for Sam Howell, who's still working through the balance between staying in the pocket and when to leave the pocket. He's going to have to play more and just get a better feel for that because a number of the sacks were on him last week, uh, so he has to figure that out. But the only way you figure that out is to play. It's still There's still some people that still don't think Hurts looks like he did last year, Greg. What did you see from him against Tampa? I would agree with that. Um, I, I think that Jalen right now is, is struggling a bit. Um, the one thing that I think is a little concerning that the tape shows is he's dropping his eyes, Ross, and... You know, obviously we know he can make special plays running the ball, getting out of the pocket, scrambling. We know he can do that. But 
he's now he's prematurely reacting to what he perceives as pressure and he plays behind a great o line so there's no reason for that it's not as if he, you know the clock in his head needs to race you know Kenny Pickett had played against two great pass rushing teams his first two weeks of the season so it's understandable for the clock in his head to start getting fast that's not the case with Jalen Hurts and I I think that he's not seeing it quite the way he needs to but he's dropping his eyes on occasion and they need to work through that just like the clock will stop on this podcast in a little bit whenever the game clock stops that's time to order in with DoorDash pizza cravings hit at halftime ordering time Dreaming about tacos during a timeout? Boom, they're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash, get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. Greg, I got another game or two I want to ask you about, but I did want to ask you first, did the Cardinals figure out something Uh. against the Cowboys on Sunday? Everybody's talking about how they ran the ball at Micah Parsons. Is there? Did they solve something here or what? Well, they did do that. There's no question they did that, and that was part of their approach. But I thought what they did, look, what do we know about the Cowboys' defense, Ross? They're very aggressive. You know, they're not a sit-back defense. They're aggressive. They, they run to the ball. They see it. They go. And what I thought the Cards did really well, I'm not a blueprint guy because I'm not going to sit here and say, well, if every team does that now, the Cowboys' defense will be bad. You and I both know that's not the way the league works, okay? But in this particular game, the Cards came out with a game plan that featured a lot of backfield actions, a lot of eye candy, a lot of misdirection concepts, and that really was effective in this given game attacking the aggressive Cowboys' defense. And I think the other thing Dan Quinn will have to figure out going forward is, is Deron Bland the answer at corner opposite uh, Stephon Gilmore? Now, you don't have a ton of choice. I mean, it's not as if Hall of Famers are sitting out on the street. But the cards did go after Bland, and Bland struggled a bit in this given game. So the question is, Dan Quinn, who plays more man coverage than any defensive coordinator in the league, will he continue to do that going forward, particularly as he, as he plays teams that have better skill position players? And obviously he's in a division where he's going to have to play the commanders, have excellent receivers, the Eagles, excellent receivers. You know, th- this is something to watch going forward. Anything to note in Bengals-Titans, Greg? Um, you know, I still think that, you know, Joe Burrow's uh, calf is still a significant issue. Because keep one thing in mind, Burrow's a great quarterback, but the one thing he does lack, he's not a power thrower, he's not a velocity thrower. So he needs his lower body and his core, Ross, to be part of his throwing delivery. And right now, he can't quite use his lower body and his core the way he needs to do it to be Joe Burrow. So, you know, there's just certain things that don't work the way they need to work. You know, hopefully that continues to improve and he doesn't re-aggravate it. Um, but we'll see. I mean, he's not the same guy right now. I don't even know what to ask you about the Jets and the Chiefs anymore. I, I really don't, <laughs> Well, I the mean, only thing I will s- say is this, is that the Jets O-line, as you know, is not very good. And the Chiefs front, you know... What's getting lost about the Chiefs is how good a job Steve Spagnola does with that defense because it's Mahomes, deservedly so. Mahomes is great. But Steve Spagnola's been doing this a long time. He's made some adjustments. He, you know, every, every good coordinator on both sides tweaks things in the offseason. You know that. And I think some of the things Steve Spagnola has done with his defensive fronts, different looks, has been really, really good. And 
you know, that's going to pose a problem for the Jets O-line. And we, we, you and I both know that Zach Wilson is not in a position to camouflage or compensate for O-line weakness at this point in his career. No, it's, uh, it's painful to watch. It's a shame, yep. but that's what we got Sunday night. Check him out on social media, at Greg Cosell. He's the man. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Russ. Appreciate it, as always. By the way, the cheapest ticket for that Jets-Chiefs game right now, $94 on the GameTime app, which you guys know I'm a huge fan of. I bet you that the ticket prices are still like that because supposedly Taylor Swift will be there. Taylor Swift is like saving the NFL from ratings nightmares. You know, they had that big spot with the Bears and the Chiefs blowout. Nobody would have been watching if it wasn't for Taylor Swift, I feel like. And then now, Sunday night, I would expect the Chiefs to blow out the Jets. But again, Taylor Swift. And you can get tickets. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code ROSS for $20 off your first purchase. I'm looking at it right now. You can see exactly where you want to sit. Terms apply. So again, create an account and redeem code ROSS. R-O-S-S. For $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Tux takes. All right, Ross. We'll start. Raiders defensive lineman Chandler Jones said he was hospitalized against his will. I don't even know what to say there. Something is not is not right there. It's not good. And I, I hope everybody's okay. Got some roster moves across the league. Saints, they signed quarterback Jake Lutton. Bears signed cornerback Joan Williams off their Vikings practice squad. And the Falcons placed linebacker Troy Anderson on the IR. I would say one for three there, Jack, probably. Jake Luton. Lut- number one. Number two, Joan Williams. You just what said like say? Joan. Joan, Joan. That's. So that's not like that's not anywhere near egregious as some of my other ones. I'll contest that. Well, Luton was not even close. Uh, well, Luton, it should be OU, not. So you know. I don't know what uh, I don't know what practice squad Luton was on, but he had been with the Saints previously, so it makes sense for him to be brought in. And Anderson's a loss for the Falcons. He's a good player from Montana State. I, I called him in the national championship game one year. And finally, we got a game tonight, Ross. We got the Lions at the Packers. Who do you like in this one and why? I, I am so looking forward to tonight. It really does. Like, I'm going to get somebody from the NFL on, Jack, at some point in the next couple of weeks to talk about flex scheduling. It just makes a huge difference in the primetime games when it's a good game versus a bad game, doesn't it? It's just, it makes it enjoyable. Like, I'm always going to watch it, but, like, I'm more looking for, like, oh, I got a good one now. Like, instead of cramming seven good ones in red zone. Right. Like, I am looking forward to tonight's game. Sunday, Sunday night, Chiefs-Jets, not so much. Even Monday night, Seahawks-Giants, I'm a little bit skeptical, I guess I would say, of the Giants and... I'm I'm guessing they'll be able to keep that one close and competitive, but I'm still not not loving that one. This is a tough one for me, especially hearing Greg wax poetic about Jordan Love, but the Packers are still decently beat up. Sounds like and feels like the Lions are getting some guys back. I'm going to pick the Lions to win this one. 
I think it's a close game. I think it's an awesome game. I'll go Lions. Let's go 20 to 17. They're playing pretty well on defense. 20 to 17 Lions. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft. All on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shoutouts. MyFrontPageStory.com is the greatest gift you could ever give anyone. Anyone for any reason. Then, of course, you've got Sportaculture as well. As Pizza Boy Brewing, SteakhouseSports.com, HumanHeadNYC.com, GoDashBangles.com, and BackOfficeScheduler.com.